comedian, actor, and host of Paul Anthony's Talent Time, Paul Anthony shoots on Hugh Fukowski. What's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba, Manitoba. 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 Manitoba.
And uh, I wasn't expecting it to be updated, but holy cow, it's pretty updated. So you can check out clips and all that. And don't forget to check out, if you have Amazon, you can catch Talent Time on Amazon. How about that? That's pretty decent. Amazon Prime Video and uh, locally in BC, Novice TV Channel 4. So look for Talent Time on those elements, on those particular platforms. Yeah. I should also note that the Patreon account is... uh, I had people coming up to me and let's be honest. I had person come up to me and say, hey, what's going on? I can't find you on your your Patreon account. And sure enough, I didn't uh, complete it. I thought I did and it wasn't... Eh, I wasn't really happy with it anyway. So I'm going to revamp that. And if you feel like donating a buck uh, every month, feel free. That would be awesome and amazing. Uh, Every buck counts in in these times, in these crazy times, in these uh, um, weird and strange and scary times. Yeah, so hopefully you enjoy uh, this show for an hour and it'll take your mind off all the all the negative crap that goes on in this fucking world these days it's nuts you got to stay positive positive energy as brody would say you got it positive push 204 and 413 till i die <laughs> anyway if you want to get a hold of me if you have any questions or comments or anything you like of course you can do that on itunes leave a comment and rate the show but um, you can also uh, DM me on Twitter at Manitoba Money at MB dot capital M Unishot is the handle. And uh, yeah, feel free. I'd love to hear your feedback on the show, what you think and all that jazz. And uh, let's hear it again for Paul Anthony, an amazing talent, an amazing guy. So funny. So hilarious. He's awesome. Enjoy the show. Bye. I'm two hours ahead of you. Ah, how's the future? Uh, the future is, uh, feels like the, the present, to be, to be frank. <laughs> how's the, how, how is BC? You live in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, 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 do, I do like it. I think it's more for me, but I, uh, I have such an affinity for Winnipeg, for sure. I yeah. love it. Oh, for sure. You, st- you got family here still? Not really, which sucks, because uh, I don't get back very often. Because my parents, they're uh, out in Alberta, and my brother and my sister both, like, married Albertans and, like, moved out there. Everyone and, flew yeah. out of the coop. Yeah. And what do you, what do you love about uh, Vancouver in particular? Like, what, what, is, what keeps you there? I do, I do like the, I, I like the slow... I like the slow vibe. I like the mountains. I like the air. Mm-hmm. Just classic stuff, I guess, really. Yeah, and do you own a winter coat? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. You had to think I, about it, though. I did. Oh, it is in the nice. back of the closet. <laughs> For sure. That's cool. Uh, well, you know the show. Uh, and if you don't know the show, if you're just listening, uh, we're going to talk about Paul Anthony and uh, where he's from, which is Winnipeg, of course. But where specifically are you from in Winnipeg? I was born in Grace Hospital. Grace Hospital? Nice. Yeah. Shout I grew out to up in St. Patel. Old to, or new? Oh, old, man. I'm, uh, I'm old. No, no, but the, I only actually found out recently there's an old St. Patel and a new. Oh, like, officially, well, there's oh, old St. Patel. Right. Well, well, the classic St. Patel, so I guess that would be old St. Patel. <laughs> St. Patel classic. Right. Uh, like, right by St. Patel Mall, but it wasn't really a crazy big mall well i guess it was i mean that's where i spent my youth in the same cell mall which right. is, i lived a couple blocks from there just like a block from st mary's like yeah mm-hmm. where there's a burger king there or there used to used to be yeah, I my house backed on to uh darwin school okay so that's yeah. that was your elementary mm-hmm. damn st vitale so you you were there because when was the mall built the st vitale mall I think I was too young to know. I think it just kind of was there as soon as I was conscious. Like, because maybe it was 
two or something. I don't know. Right. And I was just eight, eight you know? Yeah, yeah. And know. The, mm-hmm. uh, we would love going to the St. Vital Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, you had your Sears. You had... Uh, and the bay, meet you at the bay. The bay. Values that we stand behind to make us what we are today. <laughs> so come on, Canada, meet you at the bay. Is that real? That's a good. Yeah. I don't, that's oh, you have a good memory, man. No, the mall. I mean, that's where I, uh, you know, we skateboard through the mall. Get, um, I, I, we learned pretty quickly that uh, you can get a for free. You can get a wheelchair. I would. I was. I was. I was the actor, so I'd pretend limp, and then we get a wheelchair for free at the bay, and then we go to Eaton's and get a free wheelchair. There'd be, you know, there'd be six of us. We'd have three wheelchairs and just kind of do wheelchair races. And then the thing we figured out is that the person accompanying a person in a wheelchair gets into movies for free, or at least did then. Right. So then we'd end after just chasing around uh, the mall in wheelchairs. Then we'd go watch a movie. Yeah, I forgot there was a movie theater. It's still there, of course, or at least like they've you know revamped it, Silver City. But uh, yeah, that was another big draw to that to that mall was uh, brand new movie theaters. Does that mean junior high? What was your junior high school? I was at Darwin until grade nine, I guess, and then grade nine was at uh, Dakota. So yeah, it was just Darwin and then Dakota. Were you involved in the acting, I don't know, classes, extracurricular stuff. Mm, well, we didn't have that in. Junior, I guess in high school there was, but I, no, I started acting because I wanted to, I didn't want to go to school, uh, I wanted to stay home sick, and so it was kind of like, skipping school actually what got me into acting, because there's the first, you have to fool your parents or whatever, but then I, I wanted see. to I wanted to go outside, and I just saw uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and you know, I was like, I knew I had to yeah. put on a disguise, otherwise the principal would like catch me. <laughs> and so I really, I honest, that's how I honestly did. I went to my dad's uh, closet. I put on, you know, his clothes because I thought I, I can't look like me if I'm gonna go. If I'm gonna go rent a video and and pick up a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut and <laughs> go through the mall and go to the San Francisco store while there's like no one in there and just like look at all the dirty, the the, the dirty greeting cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the fake vomit, like. <laughs> You know, like, I don't want to get discovered, so I dressed up, and then I quickly realized that if I walked like me and talked like me, people would still know it was me. I thought I was being watched the whole time. Yeah. So then I, I put on, I, you know, I put on different bodies, and I spoke differently, and I, I took on characters. Did you call the school kind of and say you were going to be sick? And <laughs> No, I didn't do that. Rent a car? No. But yeah, that's really what got me into it. I got got super fascinated. Yeah, that's what got me just fascinated with kind of stepping into other people and kind of. Mm -hmm. But you were also doing stand up, or at least you you started stand up. You you tried it at an early age. I started. I did rumors, and that that was though. I remember like Devin McCracken uh, helped me, and like Lee and Steve were there. So we must have been, uh, I must have been like early 20s. Yeah. It wasn't like young, young. Right. But yeah. Well, I you know, I, yeah. I bring this up because uh, I read something about uh, your mom sneaking into an Emo Phillips what? show. That was, where is that? You're doing some Nardwar level uh, research. <laughs> I do, I like to do a little bit, you know, just a, <laughs> just a touch. She snuck you into the Emo Phillips show. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool mom. Yeah. Your mom's a fan yeah. of stand-up? No, I was just, I was a huge fan of Emo Phillips. I, I, I loved him. I didn't realize it was a character. Yeah, I was just like, this guy's rare, very interesting. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. Surprised, dude. But that's, that's amazing. At such a young age, you, you, you knew who he was, even. He was on Arsenio. He was on uh, Letterman and oh, of course, um, right, maybe right. Carson. I don't know. But yeah, it was uh, those little spots that comedians would have uh, on those shows that were just like, oh. Now, you've already mentioned uh, Dev McCracken and uh, Steve, Steve Sim. Uh, Steve Sim. And then uh, Lee is Lee White, and Lee has yeah. his own episode. Go check that out, folks. I, Lee White. Yeah, it's good. I and liked it a lot. Th- that's actually how we met through uh, the sketch troupe Higher Than the Ground. Yeah, basically, y'all met in a theater class, and then you mm. just took it. You decided to stay after the class ended, stay a group, and start doing shows. 
Yeah, it was um, Steve McIntyre, your past guest. That was a great double episode. Oh, thanks. Uh, Yeah, he's awesome, uh, man. He was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I could listen to that guy forever. But yeah, he yeah he he kind of put us together and uh, and let us go. Yeah. But uh, definitely was gui- uh, guiding. Like uh, he was, you know, he was pretty established in in the community, and it was uh, it, he gave us opening spots and stuff on on some shows they were doing and stuff. Right, and it was a, it was a big uh, troupe that kind of whittled its way down. I mean, your sister was in it, Stannis, mm-hmm. uh, and of course Steve and Lee, Devin. Who else? Do you remember any other names? That was kind of the core. That was kind of what we ended up as is, is Stannis and and me, Lee, Steve, Devin, and Ray Fenwick. Oh, yeah, Ray, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and uh, we're performing at Mother Tucker's Third Floor. Did yeah. a lot of those shows, uh, Fringe shows, right? And then um, once, I think, Higher Than the Ground... Okay, I'm. I don't know why I keep trying to tell your story, but no. How did I honestly, higher, after higher than the ground? I seem to remember the Fakovsky brothers. <laughs> yeah, the Fakovsky cousins. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> now explain what that is. Yeah, Fakovsky cousins existed before, really before Hugh Fakovsky, who was like uh, the comedy moniker that I that I took on a, a character for many years. Um. It was uh, higher in the ground, broke up, and um, Devin and I and um, Piss Tank Fakovsky, uh, <laughs> Chris, her name is Krista Morrison, we, we started a thing. It was mostly me and Devin, but... Um, Did Devin have a first name? It, Dishtel Fakovsky. Dishtel. <laughs> <laughs> I think what happened was... We got offered, or higher in the ground, maybe got offered um, some show at University of Winnipeg or University of Manitoba. I can't remember. University of Winnipeg. I, I think U of W. I'm pretty sure I was there. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're one of the only ones. It was at the bottom of like a stairwell or something. It was yeah. It wasn't the best place for a show. <laughs> I remember people walking by. Yeah, and I so I think like one of us got. Um, offered uh, the show, but we'd broken up, and mm-hmm. you know they probably offered it to Lee or something, and and he knew that we were starting a thing together or something, and, right? You know, said, "Well, we've got another mm-hmm. troops." So we had to come up with a name real quick, right? And and were you doing Hugh Fakovsky in Winnipeg? Yes, the very first Hugh Fakovsky was at Rumors Comedy Club when I just went up to open mic night, but. I called ahead, and the guy was just being really condescending, telling me, you know, make sure you don't swear, make sure you don't talk about this topic or that topic, or because you know you want to be on TV, right? Eventually, you know, yeah, you want to, you know, so you got to work clean. And he was just, he was, he was giving me this whole rundown of what comedy was, and it really rubbed me the wrong way because <laughs> it's off. just not where I was coming from, right? And so I was like, I'm going to show this guy, and a friend of mine worked at the public access station so he had um access to cameras and stuff which in those days getting like big news cameras like it wasn't a thing that you you know you couldn't shoot it on your phone or anything we had these big news cameras and he brought like an anchor this blonde anchor who looked like an anchor to come down to the club and just interview everyone coming in and these are over the shoulder cameras right like the old school yeah and um, the footage is pretty great. She's just like, can you believe that Hugh Fakovsky is playing here today at an amateur night? He's dropping in at a... This is my first show ever. I'd never performed before. Mr. Hugh Fakovsky, how have you heard of him? Can't say that I have. He's from Vancouver. He's a countercultural icon in the comedy world. Sure. Have not heard of him. There's this whole news camera, and I just... And they... I got... I asked them to go interview the guy who was giving me a hard time on the phone because I wanted to... <laughs> I, was just, I was just wanted to get him back. It was just... It just bugged me so much. Yeah. And, and uh... Is he, yeah, is was, he in the, really the film or the documentary or whatever? Or the footage the, that I have... The footage, yes. He is... I don't think he's in the footage that I have. Um, but they didn't give me everything. Like, I got... I got some piece of it. I got the performance and I got a little bit of... Um, some of the people they interviewed. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool because Hugh Fakovsky, like, I believe when I went to Vancouver years ago, I think he opened for Bob Log 3, maybe? Oh, is, yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah, Bob Log 3, um, uh, who, I mean, tons of shows with Neil Hamburger, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, um, oh wow. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Blowfly. Uh, Blowfly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. I believe Chris Crossroads just talked about Blowfly. I, I could. Oh no! Right. Is that right? Yeah, musician? Is he like Dol- yeah, yeah, Dolomite? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard that episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's, good, that's incredible! What did yeah. he do? Uh, well, he's got lots of songs, so he's just like a dirty rapper. Um, you know, he was very old, um, and uh, so he was just chilling out backstage, and then. I brought uh, a couple lady friends with me that he immediately had on his sitting on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like the Fonz, I guess. Yeah, a dirty old Fonz. Right, and uh, you don't still do you still do Hugh Fakovsky? Every once in a while, kind of like I had a um, a friend was putting on he's he puts on this really cool um, show every year. Or so the the opening act was this astrophysicist who got sick and couldn't do the show and he messaged me and he's like tomorrow um you know we're doing the orchestra thing and the astrophysicist bailed would Hugh Fakovsky do a set sure I was like what he hasn't he hasn't done a set in like 10 years at least and that was just one set you want you want half an hour you want Hugh to do half an hour tomorrow? Okay. I was like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like the worst idea ever. I'll do it. You're in. For so, sure. Yeah, I, I, I did a half hour set after how, yeah, how, not doing it for that long. And how, how'd it go? It was amazing. Yeah, it was one of my favorite shows that I've ever done, to be honest. And we should be, maybe you should explain to the audience exactly what kind of character Hugh Fakovsky is. The punk what rock custodian of comedy. The, the punk rock uh, custodian of comedy, yes. Really looking back, is it, it's definitely a clown. It was definitely a, a punk rock clown. I believe the children are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> and what kind of stuff did you do that night on, on less than a day's notice? Um, I, I did I did some classic jokes and I did some stuff that I'd written down in notebooks that I hadn't looked at. I went kind of through old notebooks that I'd never performed or whatever. Yeah. And then I wrote some new stuff. But um, one yeah, bit one off- bit I remember is is uh, having the audience, you know, an audience on a, on a soundtrack or on a tape or something, you'd play it. And you'd just be like, "Yeah, soak it in the applause." Well, I did. I do. I did do a four-star encore quite often because it just uh, it tickled me to do to just yeah have a, a sound cue that was just the thunderous applause for a couple minutes where I could just bow and then like, okay, okay, I'll do one more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no one was no one was looking for one more. <laughs> I don't know why America's having such a hard time finding Osama bin Laden. I mean, America is a Christian country, and uh, the Bible says, Seek and ye shall find. 
クリスチャンの国で聖書ではあシーク教徒サラはミーダさんと書かれてある Back in Winnipeg before talent time You、uh, and Devin did drunk shows. You, you, you were probably one of the innovators to, to put comedians on a stage. Just get them drunk. Let's see if they're well, funny. Well, actually, if you really want to know the truth, it kind of stems from you and your group. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but I remember the, the thought I had. And、uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know you guys well back then. This was kind of.、Um, Uh, Devin and I took comedy at the time very seriously. Yeah. It, we, we talked about it all the time. It was like a serious、uh, overthrow. When I saw you guys having a couple drinks before your show, <laughs> you know, what I saw, like that style of comedy, which is quite popular. Uh, that uh, where you just want to be on the same level as the audience, and everyone's like, it's, I think it's the way to go. Where it was like you were the fun guys at the party, and,、um, and people came in to, to watch you do your sketches and stuff. And it was.、Uh, yeah, drinking beer at the side of the stage, pretty open. Yeah. It was a, and at the time, we were so serious about comedy that it was like, my thought was just like, It was almost disrespectful to comedy. Right. right. <laughs> I thought it was. So the idea first stemmed from like, okay, if a couple drinks is cool, like, what, what is four? Is four still cool? Yeah, maybe. Is five still cool? Right. Is six cool?、Mm-hmm. Is seven cool? Is ten cool? Is twelve cool? <laughs> is fourteen cool? Is sixteen cool? Like, when does it. When is it. When is it not. Comedy anymore. Yeah, and the and show when, was presented as an experiment. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. What, what, what was the, sh- the show exactly? It was, it was you and Devin putting it on?、Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, it was me and Devin taking a shot of tequila every two minutes <laughs> while performing. And performing, performing improv? Improv. And we had a sober control group. The first one we did was in Winnipeg at the gas station theater.、Mm-hmm. And the sober control group was.、Um, It was Rob Slade and his real life, like 13 year old daughter at the time. Like when she, Robin was 13, I think. Probably, yeah, yeah, that sounds right.、Uh, In that age bracket? And, yeah, the idea was to have a sober control group and to、um, see if alcohol was funny or not and to what, you know, and to what point. So when we did it again a couple years ago in Vancouver,、um, I had a real nurse.、Um, I got a real scientist.、Um, I had a spiritual advisor that、right. like, worked with us for like, a couple weeks going up to it. For comedy, it had to be done. Yeah. What, what did the scientific research tell you? Well, Ron, the, the results were inconclusive.、So、<laughs> no, I can't remember. We're, we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> Good excuse for the show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it definitely was, was、uh, funny to a point. It definitely like, loosened you up in certain ways. But then,、uh, yeah, but then it always ended bad. And for me at the time, I wanted to make the point that it always ends bad. But it's nothing more than a frat, it's nothing more than a frat party. Right. That was like, how I felt at the time. <laughs> so, I wanted to kind of put it into people's faces.、Um, you moved out to Vancouver, I believe, because of school? Is that right? Yeah. Film school? I decided to go to theater school. Did you know anybody in Vancouver at the time?、Mm, no. Except、uh, Piss Tank Fakovsky. She was in her first term <laughs> at、uh, Studio 58. <laughs> so, I came、good. down and I, I moved in with her. And you found it worthwhile?、Um, yeah, it was good for me. I liked kind of. Jumping into it.、Uh, I, I like, yeah, I, I find all that stuff pretty interesting. So, yeah, I liked it. Were you putting on live shows while you were studying? No, you couldn't. It was like the school was, it was hectic. Like the hours were insane. And yeah. Right. So,、okay. not, not, not during, but,、um, you know, in the summer, I put on my first talent show, I think,、uh, in a, Time off in between、um, school, like in the summer. Okay, and what, what inspired you 
to, to start doing a talent show? Well, I, as you saw in those like clips of me being Arsenio, like it started with me, uh, imitating Arsenio, just basically mouthing along his monologues to writing my own monologues in the, in the basement with my cousins and, uh, at family functions and putting on these, um, talk show variety shows. Um, and then I just like, I just love that, um, that raw I love like when you know when kids perform and there's no um, they they're not self-conscious in any way you yeah. know it's just coming from a real place yeah. I've always found that just really fascinating and um, people get older and they get kind of self-conscious and they kind of know too much and and then you know people can technically get better but like uh, a lot of the times that that sparks just not there unless you know unless they're a genius or something so <laughs> that's what the key is you got that spark you want to see that yeah. spark in whatever yeah. kind of act you want to see someone who's who's on stage and wants to be on stage yeah because i think uh, you see when you see a spark in someone else you know it's it sparks you up yeah and so i think uh i think i'm always looking for that i'm always looking for that hit right you know the library would have uh postings for some uh, you know, talent show or some, some, some strange thing that just did not seem fun out in the suburbs, and I would just take the bus out there by really? myself, really, and just like yeah, and I just sit through like hours of of garbage, you know, just kids playing piano or whatever that were just not interesting at all. But then there'd be one kid that would just be that you know the this this light was just shining through them, and they were yeah. even if they were awful, like it was. That even made it better when they couldn't hear themselves. They were just expressing, you know, it was just right. kind of flowing through them. I'm not going to get my friends won't come with me to take a three hour bus ride into Delta, you know what I mean? To see some sit through four hours of a talent show in a church basement. So I need to like get that one <laughs> act and bring them to the city and create a show around it. Right. So. That's kind of how it happened. Okay, and when when you're going through all these, when you're you're sitting through all these acts, and you find that one, do you get a lot of people who are just like, nah, no thanks, or is generally everyone on board? Well, the TV thing changed everything. Starting, it started at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, and I was getting four-year-olds, you know, tap dancing and, and shit. <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't think I could have done that if I didn't say it was on TV. You know, that was the that was the thing. So we did it for like four or six months um, before this public access channel um, heard that we were doing it, and they wanted they wanted to do uh, a talk show, and so they kind of approached me. That's amazing, like, by the way, that they approached you. Like how often does that happen? In uh, you said it was public access. Like it just yeah. seems it's always the other way around. You know, I want to do a show, I approach public access, but they was, yeah. it was reversed. They flipped it. Yeah, I've never really gone after anything, which is kind of a big flaw. But <laughs> <laughs> how many seasons do you have now under your belt? Uh, so we finished twelve, um, and one season's on Amazon Prime. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and we hope that they're taking our next one. We have to finish packaging it. Right. And how, when did Ryan get on board? Ryan, your your co-host. Yeah, Ryan Beal, who's uh, known for his work with the Sunday Service Improv here, mm -hmm. um, and just as an actor, he's in a, a ton of shit. Um, he about season four, I think. Right. All right. Uh, let's talk about your acting career a little bit. What was your most favorite role that you've played? Um, I really like, uh, I really like Suck. I like that movie Suck. Mm -hmm. um, I got to play the lead guitarist in a, in a rock and roll vampire movie yeah. with, with Iggy Pop and Alice Cooper and Malcolm McDowell. Amazing, amazing. Dave Foley and, and uh, Moby, and I don't know. We have oh. so many people in it. That's um, really cool. Awesome. That was really fun. Um, I guess the, any of the movies that... The, I guess all the leads that I've done, which hasn't been a lot, uh, are my favorite. So that one, I did this movie called A Gun to the Head that I, I really like. It might be my favorite. Come on! Come! Come here! I'm 
sorry, I got did life's in 3D, man. You gotta sit down. Have a bump. I'm oh I'm a drug dealer. Nice. Um, I'm me and my cousin, we were best friends, and he kind of got clean and sober and smart and uh, has a has a family, has a life, and I kind of come back into his life uh, to just help me out one night and things kind of go crazy. Right. Blaine Thurrier, um, yeah, uh, wrote and directed it. And people know him as the keyboardist of the new pornographers. Oh, that's freaky. Wow. Yeah. He's a multi-talented dude there. Yeah, he's amazing. We're working on some stuff right now, actually. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. He's kind of going for funding right now, but, uh, yeah, I love Blaine and he's a really great writer, director. You worked on, you were on, uh, The Flash. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, that was fun. Played the Rainbow Raider. Did you get to keep the costume? That's a weird (laughs) thing. No, but, but I got to do, uh, I got to do some conventions, which is, which is fun. Were you a comic book guy? No. Just out of curious. No? Never, never, no. Never collected them? Nothing like that? I collected them because I thought I could flip them for money. Yeah. And I, I still, I didn't real, I didn't understand how it worked, so I collected the wrong ones. <laughs> I got a suitcase of them somewhere. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was just like, eh, no. Oh, well. Mad magazines, too. I thought they'd be worth something, you know? They're yeah. not, they're not really. No way. Eh? Isn't that funny? But no I've one been, wants them. No, but I've been selling them in our uh, merch booth, or uh, we call it a souvenir shop at the show, uh, like the last couple of years, just like five bucks each. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sold off most of my collection. So, you, you, yeah, because of, uh, you know, the whole situation in the world here, you, you've shifted the live show temporarily to the YouTube live. Yeah. YouTube live. Yeah. Uh, the second episode uh, was last night. I saw it. I thought mm-hmm. it was very funny. I was telling oh, you before thanks, the show. Man. Thought it was great. Excellent host. Excellent comedy bits going on there. Oh, nice. Now, thanks, man. Like you seemed very comfortable doing it. Like the, without an audience, though, was it uh, a little frustrating for you, or were you, were you just like new challenge? It's strange. It's something about it that uh, I mean. I really. It's kind of really how I started the whole show is performing in living rooms with you know very few people yeah so it, there's something that felt that feels like so right about it <laughs> it feels pretty natural <laughs> well you definitely have all the equipment it was, it was set up beautifully you know mm, thanks you have keyboards there you play keyboard uh no but i like uh, yeah i've got some sampling keyboards and some i like kind of banging around on stuff Mm-hmm. I just wanna write a love song, but to say I can't, cause I can't play guitar. It's a love song about a girl I haven't met yet, one that will appreciate me for all I am, one that will truly listen and feel, and I will give the same. I wanna write a love song. If I had a noise voice, I could sing a cappella. How would you like that, fella? But, uh, do, you, do you play yeah, any other really instruments, play. or you're just a banger? Just a banger. <laughs> I learned how to play guitar for that movie Suck. I had to play seven original songs on guitar. Really? Because our band, our band is like touring, or our band's on tour, so we had to play all these songs, and so I had to learn for that. I thought I would play for the rest of my life, because I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Iggy and Alice, they both thought I was a real guitar player. Like, they're like, geez, man, cool. Like, uh, you know, what's your, like, what's your, you obviously play in a band. Like, what's your, what's your band? Like, yeah. no, man, I just, I've just learned, like, I guess six months. I, it took me six months. But when I, as soon as I got the part, I, I got my own uh, guitar coach because yeah. I just didn't want to lose this. <laughs> that just tells you how great of an actor you are. You you fooled Eagle, Iggy Pop and and Alice Cooper into thinking you're a musician all your life. That's fucking great. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. Amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to their credit, I was playing to playback, so it was like my my fingers are hitting everything in the right spots, <laughs> right. but I wasn't actually. You know, the playing. amp wasn't cranked to eleven, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you worked with Guy Madden too. Mm. Yeah, that was one of the first. 
Winnipeg um, acclaimed director worldwide. Yeah. Actually. What am I talking about? Yeah. From Winnipeg. Yeah. How'd that come about? That, uh, that was an audition. Um, and it was, um, it was a project that he didn't write and he, he didn't have a ton of control over cause he was doing it for television, which mm-hmm. I think was like a, a weird fit, you know, guy Madden made for TV. Um, yeah, but it was strange. a really cool, like the idea was there was the, this female vigilante group that was cutting off men's penises if, uh, if they were outside after dark without like a female escort. So it totally turned the whole, uh, the whole kind of gender thing on its head where like men were afraid to be out at night, Yeah, you know, and women kind of held all the power. Nice. It's pretty, it was pretty cool. And then, uh, years later he was my, uh my downstairs neighbor we lived in the same house so um and he he bought a Hugh Fakovsky tape when I was out like hot Wordcore uh, Wordcore so Guy Madden owns a Wordcore so you know. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> and that's a collector's item there you go uh, there you go because you can't find that anywhere right you're not going to get that on your uh is, do you still have that website 123 uh, no 123presents.com presents or yeah. whatever yeah or yeah was that yeah um, anti-entertainment, one, two, three. No one could message you right now and go, "Hey, uh, like a, a word core, you know, twenty uh, bucks." No, they they could because what <laughs> happened was, I uh, I made a hundred copies that that summer, and um, I, I I sold them all, which was shocking to me. Yeah. And so I thought, like, oh wow. I mean, I'm sure I gave half of them away. You know, when I look back, I'm sure I, whatever. But uh, I was like, oh boy, I better make some more. Like this is, and then I think I made. 300 or something yeah. I mean, you know I could have made 500 you know and then they just kind of so I um, yeah I actually still have a and then I stopped I stopped pushing them after a couple of years mm-hmm. and uh, so no I've got a I've got a, I think I have about uh, 50 in my um, storage unit I spotted my new legs oh they were perfect not too veiny toned and really hairy. I observed the routine jog for the next two weeks. Then, on January the 29th, I made my move. I wore a dirty gray jacket. I pulled the waist down over my stumps, and when I tucked away my head and my arms, I became a rock. I crossed my fingers, hoping my timing was accurate, and I started my tumble down the hill towards the moving body carrying my luscious legs. The donor saw the rock, and like the athletic, quick-responding legs I knew they were, my boys jumped over without a second thought, smashing the carrier's head into a tree branch, knocking the head unconscious, and leaving my legs unbruised and ready for transfer. Hacksaw right. Hacksaw left. Sandpaper my right stump. You're always great at the DIY, you know, marketing. You had the Hugh Fakovsky VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Shirts? Am I wrong? Yeah. Shirts? No, you're not wrong. Yeah. I just, I wanted a tape, so I made one. I wanted, uh, v- I wanted a VHS tape, so I made one. Yeah. I wanted a TV show, so I made one. I never, uh, this idea of trying to get something made is just is foreign to me and to a fault because you know there's friends of mine that like work on things and then they find producers and they they get a good team work on their yeah and they get their grants in or they get their whatever and they and then they can make something properly and i've just always I, i don't know i never i never made things uh uh, to make them properly, <laughs> right? You went. Out, you took I your mean, own path. You didn't. You didn't try to do what everyone else is doing, right? Like you don't want well, to I mean, go for the grant. But it wasn't even that. Uh, I mean, for one, I just I look at paperwork and I just and my eyes gloss over. Right. But but also, I think for me, I just I make stuff to entertain myself so that I keep going. Right, like you know, I think survival is just about uh, giving yourself uh, 
you know, a reason to just kind of keep getting up because what else, what else are you going to do? Right, exactly. With all the shows and all the different acts that have been on the stage with you, what has been the craziest moment? I, well, it was one of the craziest things was having Randy Quaid show up on the show. Legendary Hollywood uh, actor Randy Quaid. You got it. He was uh, he was in Vancouver hiding out from uh, the uh, Star Whackers. He believes he was being um, that these people were out whacking Hollywood celebrities. I remember that whole thing, the TMZ reports. Even back then, I think TMZ was yeah. a thing. So what was really exciting is he, at that time, he wasn't doing any interviews because like, all the major news outlets wanted to talk to him about this yeah. and, and he wasn't doing any of them and uh he wanted to he like wanted to come on town time so that was like that was a big thing and all of his um his band was made up of his uh lawyers so he had this musical act he, um, he brought his own musical act wild yes he played a bunch of songs uh and one song he'd never played anywhere before uh, or since and his lawyers were trying to convince him to not do it uh, they're them telling him you can't sing this song about Dennis Quaid he had this song about his brother his brother's wife and how he didn't think she was born a woman oh, and no. uh, you know <laughs> oh, God. they're like please you can't do this and he's like sure. I'm doing it now when you were interacting with them you, you know uh, mm. was do you, you feel it was an act, or it was he is just this, you know, eccentric person now. He's lost his marbles. Yeah, I think he's just an eccentric person. Um, I think he's, he, he just came across more of an artist than I was expecting. Like, I, th- I kind of thought of him as just a, as an actor, kind of uh, whatever, but just uh, talking, especially off camera, um, you know, we just talked about art and and life and weird things. He was into a lot of odd stuff. And his wife is, uh, is interesting. I think, she, I think she's the one who, uh, maybe pushes the nutty stuff more than him. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of yeah. goes along with it. He's kind of goes <laughs> along with it. That's cool, man. <laughs> with the Manitoba okay. money shot. For Paul oh, Anthony, are you ready for this? You're going to get 100 questions, and the whole idea is to answer 100 questions within five minutes. We're going to work as a team, me and you, together. Okay. You're going to do it. Okay. What do you think? Can you do this? Can we do this? Well, I think you've engineered it so that it's impossible to do it. Hey, I well, think that's part of, I think that's what you like about it. You're calling me uh, out already? <laughs> I think it can be done. Now, granted. I've heard people answer. I've heard people answer lightning fast and not make it. And they're like, ooh, too bad. You're only eight away. Ooh. Hey, I'm trying my best here. Now, I admit, uh, there's been a guest or two where the questions have been a little longer than, than they should have been, frankly. But uh, these ones, are, they're really quick. I'm going to read them as fast as I can. Okay. And uh, I think it can be done. And, oh, 90% have to be right, too. You just can't say whatever, whatever comes yeah. to your mind. Um, but they're easy questions, this or that, maybe a fill in the blank. Uh, okay. Generally, they're all questions that I know the answer, that I could answer. Right. So that's why they're, they're elementary, my dear. So, for comedian, actor, host of Talent Time, Paul Anthony's Talent Time, tonight's Money Shot is... $18.52. Good luck, my child. And Paul, email me back. I got a new song for Talent Time. You're going to like it. <clears throat> I'm talking about whackers. Those cheesy star whackers. Who said fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Muhammad Ali. Name a Harrison Ford character. Han Solo. What do you put butter on? Corn. Who's your daddy? Uh, Bill Anthony. Have you played it on a Ouija board? No. Name a queen. Queen the band. Can you ski? No. Uh, name an NBA team. The the basketball players. <laughs> New York Knicks. Name a Winnipeg restaurant. Uh, RJ's, JR's. VJ's? VJ's. <laughs> God damn it. Name a Winnipeg, oh I said that. Uh, say something in German. Deutschmark. Well, where do you buy groceries? At the store. Last stand-up you saw live? 
Mitch Hedberg. Have you ever had a life coach? Mm, yes. Favorite band ever? Uh, Sparks. Name a movie from the 70s. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, it's Clockwork Orange. Name a Nirvana album. Uh, never mind. I'm not telling you. Do you, do you enjoy Oreo cookies? Yes. Uh, have you been in a library in the last year? Yes. Name a spaceship from Star Wars. Uh, I don't, I don't care. What? Uh, okay, what's so great about Vancouver? Pfft. Mountains. Favorite metal album? Uh, oh, shit. Oh, suck. <laughs> Name a YouTube channel you're subscribed to? Uh, marijuana VHS Kid. Really? Okay. Favorite yeah. color? Blue. Name a Beastie Boy. Uh, Ad Rock. Name a type of tea. Uh, uh, iced tea. Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. You gotta pick it up. Purple. What did you eat for breakfast? Plants. Last movie you saw in the theater. <laughs> Fletch lives. <laughs> Have you ever owned fish? No. Name a pinball machine. Uh, Metallica. What goes in a hole? A penis. How long does it take to brush your teeth? Three minutes. Uh, okay. Uh, name something at Dairy Queen. Uh, Blizzard. Uh, do you have skip the dishes on your phone? Yes. Name an island. Uh, Victoria. What do you put in the pocket? My hand. Have you have your eyes tested? Yes. Uh, name a Spike Lee joint. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, do the right thing. Nicest celebrity you've met. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford. No, just, I mean, Moody Harrelson. Best holiday spot. Uh, Whistler. We're halfway through. Timberlake or Bieber? Timberlake. Name a current SNL player. <sighs> Shit, I have no idea. Have Pass. you been to London, England? Yes. Have you been to London, Ontario? Yes. Name Winnipeg Mall. Save the <laughs> uh, Name a type of stick. Uh, hockey stick. What can you buy for a dollar? Uh, the, the, everything at the dollar store. Name a voice in, actor in from the movie Cars. Who, what? Name a voice actor from the movie Cars. Uh, Owen Wilson. Favorite cereal? Uh, Captain Crunch. Favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Uh, Qbert. What goes on your head? Hat. Do you talk to yourself? Yes. Name a Smurf. Uh, Papa. Name a drummer. Mm, Lars. Name a Monopoly token. Mm, the hat. What's your biggest fear? Not winning. Do you have tattoos? No. Uh, name a wrestler you love to hate. Oh, have you been to the Robin's Donuts located in Logan Lake, BC? No. Have you have you ever owned a lava lamp? No. Have you ever owned a disco ball? No. Have you ever owned that beer drinking hat with the two cans? Yes. Favorite Ghostbuster actor? Uh, Bill Murray. Mac or PC? Mac. Name a Monty Python member. Uh, uh, fucking all of them. Uh, Eric Idle. Name another Monty Python member. Uh, John Cleese. Name another Monty Python member. Uh, Terry Gilliam. Name another Monty Python member. Uh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. And name another. You got two. There's three. You have two little names. Uh, I can't remember anymore. Toodle. Name a Monty Python film. Uh, Holy Grail. First album purchased. Uh, it's Twisted Sister. Stay Hungry. Name an 80s sitcom. Uh, Full House. Have you ever played Jenga? Yes. Paper, rock, or scissors? Paper. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, how many pairs of jeans do you own? 30 seconds. Four. Ten. Hello, blank. Fill in the blank. Hello, pervert. <laughs> Name an H NHL player. Uh, Lanny McDonald. Best uh, talk show host all time. Oh, David Letterman. Best talk show host currently. Damn it. Uh, Kimmel. Ten seconds. Name an airport. Actually, Norm McDonald. Uh, Norm Airport, uh, Winnipeg Airport. Does the beer shit in the woods? Yes. Does the bear shit in the city? Ah! Fuck. That's it. Ugh. That is it. Maybe you're right. <laughs> no, but I like that. I don't. I don't think it has to be winnable. It, it's it, the playing it is what makes it fun. Oh my god, it was tense. Oh. Whew, yeah. That was fun. That was now, fun. Just for fun, can I hear the other ones or no? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, Name a Canadian actor. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, Mad Magazine or Cracked Magazine? Mad. Name a Spice Girl. Oh, oh man, I had a night with the Spice Girls. You did? So, gin Ginger is my favorite because we hung out the most, but 
Uh, Alan Cummings, a good friend of mine. He's an actor. He was in the, the Spice Girls. He, I think he played the manager or something. Right, right. And so I was, uh, I was staying with him out there in New York, and the Spice Girls were doing their uh, big show at Madison Square Gardens. It was like their return. It was just like well, 12 years ago or something. So it was like way past their, like it was when they were doing their reunion kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was fun just in and of itself because the Madison Square Garden was packed and it was only, it was like 12-year-old girls and like gay men. So it was just like the happiest place on earth. It was just like, <laughs> everyone was just like, ah! We were on the floor and, um, but you know, just like five rows back or whatever when it starts to just kind of, yeah, it was perfect. It was great. If you want to be my lover, you can't sleep with my friends. Clothes don't last forever. Credit cards banned. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Christmas is coming. I want some Nike shorts. And then, yeah, and then we were just, we just went to the dressing room afterwards and we were just wow. hanging out with, with them. And then, uh, and then we went to some, some club. And yeah, T TMZ was, uh, was was shooting them when we were like walking into the club and uh i was so dumb i like covered my face <laughs> <laughs> although i have to say i'm a huge fan and very jealous right now that you uh, got to spend an evening with the spice girls there and uh, they're very nice you say yeah i mean yeah uh went out with jerry the rest of the girls uh didn't go out afterwards we hung out for a bit in the dressing room and then they they uh, went on their own way, but we went out with Jerry, and um, yeah, she was very sweet. Very sweet, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, fun, sweet, just uh, yeah. You know what I what I got for uh, ninety eight? Can you do mm. a cartwheel? <laughs> yes, I used to do these things called the killer cartwheel, where I would go up and then I would just land directly on my back, and oh it was God. just it was a pratfall. It was just like a thing I would do to make my friends laugh. But, right. Yeah. People were like, killer cartwheel, Paul, do the killer cartwheel. <laughs> you got it. And when I'd land, I would be like so surprised. Like, I'd be like, oh! Yeah, exactly. You, you gotta, you gotta sell it. You yeah, gotta sell it. Comedy. For sure. Well, listen, Paul, it's been amazing. I can't tell you. It's been just great to talk to you and see you again live for the it's, old one on one. It's been so it's long. It's really great. It's I, really great to see you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're an My incredible pleasure. talent. And I want everyone to go check out the live. Uh, Paul Anthony's Talent Time but the YouTube channel Talent Time TV go there subscribe well, we do it live monthly right and that's why we're doing the this live stream monthly but uh, yeah I think the live streams might be done I don't know see generally in June we do a summer trip where it's we do the show but on large amounts of psychedelics and so we so if you want to see those are some fun episodes if you want to uh, punch in uh, uh, Paul Anthony's Talent Time uh, summer trip yeah, uh, there's there's four there's four summer trip episodes on there that are that are quite fun. And you're uh, tripping out, tripping, tripping. It was so fun. It was like the best kind of high. It was just we actually turned that into two episodes because it was just so fun. We couldn't yeah. cut anything out. And then the second one, um, Ryan was in a car accident right before, oh, and, and he bad. was kind of he was kind of shaken up, and uh, he. And uh, he ended up leaving at intermission because he like couldn't do it, and so I was just by myself, like high. And it was like we had a we brought an animal expert on, and I told him that I was going to get high because he was an old hippie. I thought he, you know, I wanted to let him know before he got there. And so I asked him to bring like koala bears and like cute things that we could like huddle while we're just like super high. Oh and he brought God. like tarantulas and cockroaches and just like put them on me. Oh, it was no. just it was so scary. It was brutal. I hated it. Okay, that's and definitely then, one to check out. <laughs> yeah, and then we did it again. The third one, uh, I got I got a different kind of high. I got the kind of high where you don't want anyone looking at you and you don't want to talk. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I, no. And I host the show, so that was, like, hard. That was quite hard. Right. But it was still fun. I'm just sitting on a massage table, like... Uh, I just got a massage. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll talk to you later. We can... Uh... Okay, here, I'll turn it, I'll turn it, or I'll do this. Check out Talent yeah. Time. Paul Anthony rocks. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Love the show.